Welcome back, folks, to the Mel Wright Show. This is episode 185. It's going to be a discussion between me and Robert. Robert, which is my great co-host, Robert Newman, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Certainly. I'm Robert Newman. I'm the founder of an, uh, of an online marketing lead generation company in Southern California called Inbound Real Estate Marketing. And uh, I have a website that has a lot of cool information on it called inboundrem.com. He does. And um, before we start on our subject, which is going to be um, the 19 fastest ways to get listings in 2019, which is an article that's on the curator site. Um, they cover similar areas to me and uh, Robert. But um, I thought it was a reasonably cool article to go through. We went through, we got to the number five or six last week, and we're just going to finish it off this week. Uh, and before we start that, folks, I just want to say um, last um, last month was our busiest month um, for Mel Riot, and also we had the most downloads for this show. Um, we had it was the biggest download month we've ever had for the show, and. We must have had a lot of new listeners and viewers. And if you are joining us, thank you for spending some time with us. We know you're busy people and we really appreciate you doing that, don't we, Robert? We most certainly do. Absolutely. We must be saying something that kind of gets their ears up. Uh, no, they're so, all just waiting for you to talk about bestiality again. Are you? Maybe that's, <laughs> that, maybe that's why we get more listeners. Yeah, there we go. But, you know, it might be... Um, and let's get the right page up. And so we covered um, we covered number five, and we covered number six. On to number seven, which is similar to number six. Use realtor.com and your MLS to find upcoming expires. Um, it's an old one, but it's a trusted one, isn't it, Robert? Yes. Yes. Uh, FSBOs... Um is, is probably one of the oldest and most common ways uh, to, to seek getting listings. Uh, Mike Ferry has 21 scripts that he gives away for free uh, on how to find, you know, on, on ways to call out and kind of get these, these listings with how often people like us say, go out and get your FSBO list and, and then call it. I'm, I'm shocked that it's not overly saturated, but, but despite the fact that, People say, do that, do that, do that. I really don't think that that many people do, making it still a qualified, valid strategy. And um, somebody that's determined who can pick up a phone uh, is probably going to do really well with it. Yeah, it's quite surprising, but I would strongly advise you to get Ferris. He does provide this list of scripts, and I would advise you to download that free resource. The trial outrate reached him a couple of times, and we had a little bit of a chat. But I have to have the show, folks, for you. Okay. Um, but he's got this re- resource, and I really do think you've got to prepare yourself. I do know um, I've had one agent, I think, that's come on the show, but I do know there's a small number of agents. Their whole pipeline is just based on this. That's all they do is expires um, and they're built up a reasonable business. Do you know some agents that only do that? That only do expired? Yeah. Um, 
I've I've run across a couple. Can't remember them off the top of my head. Uh-huh. But over the over the years, yes, I've I've run across a couple couple of agents that have um, that that have yes, I've I've done that. Now, there's something I want to mention before I before I forget. I'm going to take I'm going to take. Um, um, there's two things that that I really want to discuss, which is number eight and number nine, which were two of the the most fascinating points on the entire curator list, and one of the reasons I actually agreed to do a recap of a piece of content off curator because um, usually they're not cutting edge in terms of their content production. Um, but uh, here's yeah, that was Bialish, was it? I I know. I know. Well, you know how I felt about this when we started this process. Yeah, I, so. I do. I do. Okay, so I'm just now. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just being transparent. So, um, uh, but here's what we got. We got um, there's a an instant offer, and I want to talk about that for a second because John and I, or you and I, you and I, or John and I, whatever, however you want to say it, guys. I'm sick, so I'm not. I am probably a little catty because I'm. I'm sick. Yeah. But um. Uh, John and I were, were talking about how we both, we had both had feelings that they, not surprisingly mirrored each other, but it was like, Hey, these Zillow instant offers, we both think that they're a, it's, it's not that we don't understand why people are talking about it or worried about it. It's just, we both feel, and I feel strongly, I'll stop speaking for John. I feel strongly that this is a, there's going to be a certain percentage of the audience out there that this appeals strongly to. And yes, they're going to buy their sell and sell their home using an online process. I feel like that audience is very small. The amount of people that I've talked to that are consumers of homes who are willing to do that is minute. And my friends are in the tech world and it's still minute. There's, there are not very many people that would do this at all. But I'm sure there's some and they're probably really excited that the, that the opportunity exists. So... The Zillow instant offer thing is coming through loud and clear right now. I think we have many years before we start to see this make any true market penetration, though, is my opinion. I don't think it's going to make any penetration any significant. I I really do honestly think it's a lot of hype. Um, There will be a percentage that will... But the wholesaling's been there for a long time. I know the percentage that they're looking to take is a lot lower. It should be if they're going to get any traction with this. Um, but also, I think the market, um, for, you know, it's ups and it's downs for the past 15 years, uh, or at least the 12, let's say, yeah, 15 years. It's been very unusual compared to the historic record. And I think that's one of the reasons that's caused it. And I also think Zillow, we've discussed this before, Zillow's a public company. It makes tens of millions, but it's expected to make more and more every year. And I think it's been forced down this road through the fact that it's a public company to some extent. Right. What do you reckon, Robert? Um, I, well, I think that, to, to, yes, Zillow still hasn't made a profit. This is one of their most promising divisions right now, is this instant offers, this buying and selling of homes online. They did $20 million in revenue off it in last year, and they're, or $20 billion. 
They're going to do a lot more this year. And, and, and so it's, it's a big category for them. And yes, I think they've got to keep trying to find ways to make money. They've already switched their offer up uh, in terms of the way they were distributing leads. And then they backed off it. Uh, they have a group called Zillow Porchlight, and that particular group, which is like a group of of, of uh, master users that they go to that help dictate the offer, they thought it would be a brilliant idea at first to roll out, hey, we're going to give you 20 leads, we're going to call them for you. And then they immediately reversed that decision because everybody hated it. It was a disaster, complete and utter disaster. But all the pressure to keep manipulating their offer, they they have massive market penetration and yet they are still not making a profit. Whoever is running that company, I would be quite worried. Like, because the fact that you've got so much traffic, so many advertisers, you're, you're booking $345 million in advertising revenue every quarter, and you can't pull a profit. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right. They got to keep trying stuff. And, <laughs> and I don't, yeah, and I, I don't know, I don't know what it's going to be, but their model that they've had so far is um, is not doing that well, to be honest. And and the real estate market that we're in, it's going to come to a close soon. And I don't know if that's going to impact Zillow uh, well or poorly, but um, my guess is going to be maybe maybe Zillow ends up being one of those huge gambles that just didn't work out unless they can pull it pull it up by the bootstraps. Oh, I don't agree with that really. Actually, I I think it could be a you know. <clears throat> Profitable, you know, they're probably, you, you know, you, you, they're probably going to have to look at their expenses. But I, I think there are models where it could become very profitable. I, I think, I think they've been, but they're really bright people. You know, who am I to, um, you know, criticize um, them really? So let's move on because I don't want to make a fool of myself. I might do that too often, listeners. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry, I, I can't make him laugh because he's ill. Yeah. Um, nine, refresh your listing presentation. I think this is good advice because I, I think um, people tend, it can get a bit stale and a bit um, repetitive. And I think looking at it every year and trying some different things is not a bad idea. What do you think, Robert? I think that uh, I, I did a quick browse of this video uh which they have connected to number nine and it's one of their it's a it's a it's some kind of it's somebody connected curator probably curated customer and his name is sean something or another and uh he does a great job of clearly explaining not only some questions that he asks in terms of his listing presentation but why he asks them for all of those people that that are like me who are super sales vets, his, his method of communication is concise. His reasoning is strong. Every year I like to review my sales presentation and look at another professional and see what they're doing and make sure that it, because oftentimes you forget the basics. Like it does, I don't care if you've got 50 years experience, 30 years experience. If you're a salesperson, some of the time, the things that you decide to eliminate or, or that you forget that you've eliminated are some of the simplest steps, like in a qualification process, for instance, like in my world, it's, it's, uh, how long have you been doing this particular kind of marketing? How much marketing, you know, how much have you been spending on it? How did you find me? These are the basic setup questions that you ask when, when you're talking to somebody. But many times, if I don't refresh my memory all the time, I eliminate one or two of those basic questions. And as anybody in sales knows, if you take out 
some of your groundwork laying questions in the front of your presentation, you actually oftentimes end up affecting your entire uh, sales presentation very poorly. So reviewing, this guy is great. I love this. My favorite thing about the whole curator article is, is Sean Moore's video on, on, under number nine. I don't care who you are. I think, personally think, that this is a good review. It's an hour-long video. Uh, the curator dudes uh, are, are on the video with him. If, uh, if you're a fan, you can check them out. I have to try um, and get him um, another person. I will try and get onto the show. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah, I'll try and get see if he's up for it. Um, yeah, presentations, the, the more you put into it, um, you know, I, I would do it. I would do it on an iPad myself, um, I, you know, but if you just want to print it out and have a nice um, PDF, but have it, you know, presented properly um, and go through it, um, any, any, any way that you can make yourself more professional, more distinct than the competition, the better it is, isn't it? Yes. You know. It is. Um, the, the next thing uh, on the list, which is number 10, sell your services, uh, is really saying to create a plan and put it on your site. I actually like this, and, and um, I've just been thinking it over right now, and I realize that we probably need to improve our, um, our advice to our clients because we do build, build websites, and I'm realizing that we don't really have a sell your services page and what they, what they, it feels like they're talking about is they're saying, come up with a game plan that, that highlights how you tackle selling somebody's home and then putting that on your website. And in, in, as far as a printed plan is concerned. And I agree with that. There is not, that is not a bad idea to, to sit here and put a page on your website that has an action plan for selling, for selling a home. That's it's a good idea. Well, I totally, as you normally, I totally agree with you. This is something that a lot of agents on their websites, um, you know, they, they just don't do this, and it's bad. Um, having a clear outline of the process, and in that process, you can clearly define why you're different than the competition. If you can't. Um, you got a problem, um, so it's a good exercise anyway because it will show you. It will then start discussions in your mind, listeners, about how do you make yourself? Because unfortunately, in the real estate agent industry, there's a lot of cliches. It's, it's really you know we offer excellent service. We offer better service. They're cliches, you know. If you can show it and have a morphology, it's going to be a lot better for you. And right. it doesn't have to be um, jet science. It can just be a morphology, which you outline on the website. The reason why it's important, a lot of your competition won't do that. So, right. div- you know, it shows you how different to the competition. We're going to go for our break, folks. We'll be back in a few moments. 
Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back, folks. My co-host is not 100%. But he seems, sorry. He seems reasonably chirpy. I'm uh, uh, sorry, I make him laugh. Every time I make him laugh, I'm going to stop. He's not scoffing. Uh, um, on, to, on to number 11. Um, established seller success series. Um, well, it's just, it reinforces that you get results. It, you know, um, obviously, if you, if you haven't got that many, um, you can't do it. But as soon as you get traction... Talking about your successes is, you know, it just reinforces when people come to your website that you can, and also use it in your presentation. You use it um, if you're going to do a, a, a postage card campaign, whatever you're going to do. Um, the flyers that you push when you're doing an open house, you know, having success stories is rather important, isn't it, Robert? Hey. It, de- it definitely is. So social proof or success stories, which is what everybody is calling them. I call them social proof because social proof is exactly that. It's proof that other people have had success with you. So social proof. And most of it is social because it's not like we're doing client testimonials where we're getting in front of a camera, recording them, putting them on the site most of the time. Video testimonials would be excellent though if you can get them. Um, most of the time it's stuff that we're importing off Google which feels social to people. Same thing with Yelp. Most of these sites are identified as social media sites, and that's where you house your, uh, your reviews. So social proof. Zillow is maybe kind of an exception, but, but nonetheless, um, social proof is something we try to include on most of our client sites. I think it's, it, it's extraordinarily important for conversion rates. Um, I can't say enough about it. Social proof is an insanely important part of should be an insanely important part of any campaign. And if you're not gathering reviews right now, you're really um, uh, putting a roadblock in your way in terms of your online success. And it's, it's like the rest of it, folks. It's just having it on your radar, having it on a list. You know, when you, you know, you've got to get these photos and you've got to get this testimonial as soon as after, you know, the high point of your relationship with the client. Normally when you've sold or they've bought a house, that's the time to get these photos, get a written endorsement out of them, you know, when it's hot. And this is why you need a list of morphology. These things get done at the end of our engagement initial engagement with the client because that's another thing you know after you sold them something you know a lot of agents won't talk to these people well you know they're done business with and it depends on the personality type but keep in touch with them that's really important as well because they should be your biggest referral resource if they're not you've got a problem haven't you robert yes you do you really do um on to the next Number 12 is find hidden sellers buried in your databases. Um, I, we do a lot of shows on this. It's a, it's a favorite topic of John. I don't disagree with it with him. And we've had some amazing guests on the show uh, that focus on database marketing. 
Um, there's no doubt at all that if you're collecting your list correctly, that it will be one of your most valuable tools. Uh, working a list, though, in my opinion, is, is an art and a science. It's a combination of the two. And um, I think that uh, our guest, Beatty, um, who we've done three episodes with because the guy just has such brilliant insight about the various ways that you can heat up your list. His, uh, his personal offer, which, which he's, one of, he's one of our guests where I really buy deeply into his marketing message. And he says, hey, give him 200 names as long as they're good names and he'll get you, what was it, two or three new sales out of it or something? Is that, isn't that the number? It's about that, yeah. Yeah. So he, he, he does this... Um, obviously if a talented marketer can take a list of a few hundred names and get a one or 1% return off of, off something that was not generating revenue previously, that is an excellent asset, an excellent resource. So, well, it's, it's the kind of, um, like I'm going to repeat myself, but I really want to get through, um, Using your lists, using your lists are, it's a 101 of a successful real estate, to be a real estate professional, as far as I'm concerned. You know, the Red Book, you know, how to become a a million dollar real estate agent, you know, the kind of Bible, it's still, it's still very relevant. It's been updated, the Red Book. Um, I suggest that if you're a newish agent, you should buy a copy. I'll make sure it's in the show notes the Red Book, and how you can get it off Amazon. Um, I, I periodically still listen to it, but on audiobook. Um, it is the 101, and it's about data mining um, and how, you know, and that was written in the 90s, that book, but it's still totally relevant now. It's just you're using a different mediums. Right. Mind those lists. I've never read that 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 book. I'm gonna to have to read it. You go, it is it is a little bit hammy in sections, but um but it's still totally relevant and I consider it, you know, Keller's a legend <laughs> and you know he's a guy that knows what he's doing. <laughs> um and it's still highly relevant. So and I still see a lot of agents who don't have mythologies to build their lists and when and the lists they do they tend to treat their lists all the same i send out a monthly um, newsletter to the whole list we all do it we're all we're all touched with the same brush where with like what Beatty was pointing out and what i've tried to hammer away is that you should subdivide your list into at least three to four sections and then you market to those lists in very fundamentally different ways. Okay. All right. All right. And and what and the problem is people just lump it all together and they market to that list all the same. <laughs> and that's why they get that's why they don't get fantastic results. Um right? gotcha. Yeah, I think I've hammered away at that a bit too much, but there we go. Uh, um, update your referral network. Uh, what do you reckon of this one? Well, um, I, I mean, it's, all, it's, a, it's a solid piece of advice. I don't know that a lot of people have a deep referral network necessarily. It's not that they shouldn't have one. It's I, I don't know that they do. 
I think that my strongest piece of advice, the people that I do know that have really deep referral networks and get money off them almost exclusively are all Active Rain users because Active Rain is a, is a real estate uh, blogging platform. And if there is ever a place to develop contacts to do a referral network, it's going to be Active Rain. And I've got people that, that supplement their income by 10 or 15% using a referral network. Um, so it can be an amazing strategy, but, but it, it has taken all of those active, those rainers as they call themselves, a lot of time to get that network up and going. It's not like it was an easy or fast thing because the way that rainers introduce themselves to each other is oftentimes looking at, at blog posts and becoming used to each other's personalities over a long period of time. That's a lot of work to get a solid referral network going. However, if you're in a, a destination like real estate location, like uh, certain parts of Florida, mountains, uh, Tahoe, certain ski resorts in Colorado, I, I would that would be one of my first strategies. Like anything where we know that our you know a percentage of our our audience is going to come from other warmer places to go where it's cold and do do sports or something like that. All of a sudden, a referral network becomes incredibly important. Establishing it with other realtors. A really good idea because if you're if you're in a destination that's quite popular, you might end up getting one or two referrals per month from people that you know through blogging, which I think would be awesome. Yeah, I take a slightly different um, stance on this. I, I agree with everything Roberts just said, but I think building a local referral network. And what I mean by that is, um, if you want get reciprocity back, you've got to offer it out. And giving referrals out to lands, you know, if you have a client that's looking, that's just bought a house and they're looking for the uh, landscaping to be done, there's decorating, there's DIY, there's security alarms. Building those relationships with, uh, with other vendors in your local community and then handing out some referrals is the way to build up a local network where they, when they hear somebody, they refer stuff back to you. And we're kind of digital, we're very digital focused, but I've always said that the traditional methods of real estate and marketing and building a, a book of business, I still think they're totally relevant in 2019. It's just that you need, there's the digital side. You need both combined in into a logical strategy. What would you say about that, Robert? I'd agree. I would, I, I, I do agree with you. Um, you're struggling with dig, the word digital, but I'm going to, so I'm going to throw it out there. But um, guys, we've got, uh, we've got three more. My, yep. John, I suggest that we wrap this up and do it under the bonus notes, the last four, because I, I, I don't know that we should do another show on this. So. No, we don't do another show. We do some <clears throat> bonus. So we're going to wrap it up for the podcast show, but we're going to be going through the others, which you'll be able to see on the MailRite YouTube channel and on the MailRite website. So, Robert, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Oh, if they really wanted to, they could come to my website. Um, uh, I'm pretty excited about, about all the numbers that John is mentioning. He, he manages that side of the podcast, but I'm, I'm incredibly excited. And I just wanted to, to reiterate, I am humbled and grateful that so many of you tune in. Um, and uh, we're, we're really excited. But we're, hopefully, we're hoping that means that we're giving you information that you find valuable. And um, 
Uh, if you want to find some specific information on some of these platforms that we talk about occasionally, uh, like I just did a Commissions Inc. review, you can find them on my website, inboundrem.com. Well, I think part of the success is it's one of the few areas where you're going to find this type of information if you're looking for it in a podcast format. There's many other real estate um, podcasts, and they're fantastic, but they tend to cover slightly different um, topic areas than what we cover, Robert. I think we're one of the few that really go in hardcore on the technology with the marketing side. And that's probably why our listenership is growing. If you want to find more about MailRite, um, and also you can get a free demo that will be um, shown by me. Um, so if you've got any problems, or concerns about your real estate performance, where you're going in 2019, we can have a chat about that. And also I can give you a demo of the MailRite show. MailRite show, the MailRite product, I should say. I apologize. <laughs> slip of the tongue. So we're going to wrap it up now, folks, and we'll see you next week where we're going to have another discussion between me and Robert or we're going to have a guest. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Bye.